I believe that the secret weapon for the attorneys that are smaller practices is that ability to connect and being able to bring more of these solutions into that conversation. It's that connection. Yeah. I mean, look, you just maybe think of something. So I have, I'll just use the name. I have accounts at E-Trade. I have a lot of my finances are at E-Trade and I like them, but you know, it's really hard to get a person on the phone. And I think that these big financial institutions have probably made a mistake overall in making it way too easy for Ben to do it myself and for others to do it. Welcome to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, the show where we ask the questions, why aren't more lawyers living flourishing lives and inspiring others? And can you really get wealthy while doing only the work you love with people you like? Many lawyers are. Get ready to hear from your host, Ben Glass, the founder of the law firm Ben Glass Law in Fairfax, Virginia, and Great Legal Marketing, an organization that helps good people succeed by coaching, inspiring, and supporting law firm owners. Join us for today's conversation. Hey, everyone. This is Ben, and welcome back to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, where I get to interview people inside and outside the legal profession who are making a ding in the world. And today, I've got a great guest, Greg DuPont. Greg is a friend of mine, first of all. He's been a member of my high-level mastermind group at Great Legal Marketing for a number of years. He's in Dublin, Ohio. He is an attorney. He is an estate planner, but he also is a wealth planner. And Greg is one of these guys who thinks outside the box and has done a lot of work on the space of how, in particular, how estate planning attorneys could really increase their revenues without necessarily increasing the number of people in their client base. So I want to get Greg on the podcast today to talk a little bit about what he's thinking about, what he's doing, and he's got a neat program that he'll be talking about a little bit today. So, hey, good morning, Greg. Morning, Ben. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So real quick, give the folks on the who are listening in a little bit of your background so they have context for this discussion. Sure. So I started practicing law back in 1992, hung my shingle directly out of law school, focusing on estate planning, business tax, you know, the typical kind of small boutique firm type of thing. With a rent share operation, the 12 other lawyers that were in that group, and I got all the estate planning work and all that from them. And that's where my journey started, uh, right out of law school, hung the shingle and see what can happen from there. And about 15 years into the practice, I had kind of those, that epiphany slash turning point uh, that we, many of us have. And it coincided, you know, I loved the estate planning conversations. I loved the relationships I had with the clients. What I didn't like about them was the transactional nature of the typical estate planning engagement. And at that time, I had an experience with a family that I was brought in to represent in terms of defending them in a trust suit. And I sat there and I was sitting there in my favorite city at the time, still is, Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm sitting there looking around the conference room table. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five attorneys. And at the time, myself at 250 bucks an hour being the cheapest of the lot. And something started gnawing at me that second of what would be three days of, of depositions on that case. And it kind of brought things together for me uh, in the form of the insight. 
and it came to me over my signature sapphire martini shake and not stir yeah. that night. And I decided what had happened and what was bothering me so much is that family was much like my family, uh, an entrepreneurial father that had made some money. And the fight was because the legal profession, the tax profession, the finance profession and the insurance profession all had let that family down because she had advisors in each of those four disciplines, but she had nobody that was truly her trusted advisor. And, uh, and so when it was time for her to change her estate plan, she called the one person she trusted, which was her son. And he came in and like a bull in the China shop, did everything she wanted him to do and everything that the charities that were to be the beneficiaries of the existing estate plan didn't want. So that family lost essentially a million bucks because of that. And I started at that point, the plans that lead us to these conversations today. So that would not happen to my clients. So I, th I think what you've done here is you've demonstrated a principle that if more lawyers paid attention to this, I think the legal profession and the world would be better is that you looked at this problem, not just through the eyes of you and your lame at that time, but you looked at it through the eyes of the consumer, which we often like, we forget how scary it is to deal with legal, to deal with professionals. I mean, even in, you know, in my space and, you know, car accidents, like it's usually, it's the first time experience for somebody and we've been in it for, I've been in it for almost 40 years and we forget. So what you do is you sat around that table and you said, oh my gosh, we, the professionals around the table have made this a lot harder that it actually should be. And I agree, you know, as, as someone who has gone through the search for tax advice, for estate planning advice, for insurance advice, it would be nice if we had everybody on the same page right at the beginning and somebody you could trust. Not that any of my advisors I don't trust, but oftentimes the information I'm getting, the specific recommendations are divergent. And now I just don't know how, how to choose. So what I know what you have been working on is a way, I mean, not my words, right, to roll this into one professional, a trusted advisor. I probably botched that a little bit, but I know that this bothered you deeply. And I know that your practice today is a lot different than it was when you were sitting around the table at $250 an hour watching everyone else make things more complicated, really, for this family. So tell us what you're working on. So... From that point, I decided that uh, I was going to draw upon my experience as a, my undergraduate degrees in finance and accounting. And so I decided what I was going to do is I was going to try to find the path to be the central uh, responsible person for my clients to be able to bring all the disciplines in through one mirror, which would be the one that I was focusing. And so I took a sabbatical from the practice of law, spent three years with a financial planning firm and national financial planning and mutual fund firm, you know, kind of within the belly of the beast, as it were. <laughs> and it confirmed my observations of so many bad copies I've had with people over the years that were part of that industry, why that was going on that way. So I became a CFP and I became licensed with the SEC. I've got my own independent registered investment advisory firm. I got a tax firm. I've got an insurance firm, all these things together. And it can't uh, quite candidly, you know, when I came into GLM, it was that business that gave me the financial resources to do it. Not so much my law practice at that point. 
because uh, I was very much focused in that as the solution, as the front way to uh, help and impact people. And what has happened over the last few years is I've realized that that's not the way to help people. The way to help people is coming at it from the lawyer perspective, uh, not the financial advisor, quote unquote. And my estate planning practice has taken off since I've kind of changed that mind shift. My overall business has taken off since that. And so now I am bringing this tool to other attorneys. You frightened off other attorneys at first because you took a sabbatical from the practice of law, and then you put time, effort, energy, and money into getting additional licenses and certifications. So you arrived at where you are today, I would say the, the hard way, you had to do a lot of work to create this. So let me just start here, is the path that you have now set out for other state planning attorneys does it require taking the time out, going to work in the mutual fund industry, going to get other licenses and certifications, or is it something simpler? The amazing thing is that technology and the processes that we put together have eliminated that learning curve. You know, the, some of the tools that I spent, you know, hours and days and months to learn, let alone to implement over time. Now with the technology that's available, the, the person that is presenting the solution doesn't need to have all of the experience. It, it's, it's kind of in a microcosm with the whole chat GPT revolution, right? The, what's happening with that. So what we've done by creating the Wealth Solutions Network, which is my group that I'm building out now of attorneys that choose to take this position in their clients' lives. We have all the solutions there that the attorneys can deliver uh, and the training so that they are confident that, A, they're doing the right thing for the client, uh, and B, they're finding that this is really just kind of advanced fact-finding. It's very much like putting together a case and going back to your expert witnesses to bring in the pieces that you need. So we're taking that my 15-year journey to get experienced and making it a 15-week journey to be able to implement fully. So the Wealth Solutions Network sort of avatar profile attorney who would be interested in this and who would get great value from it is what? What is their niche and their lane? And what do you think, Greg, is their level of experience that they need to bring to the network in order to benefit from the training and the opportunities. I started this with the avatar being Greg, when he was a, an attorney 15 years ago, he was 40 years old, looking at the estate planning practice, loving an estate planning practice, but not loving the economics of it, let alone the projected economics in the future of it. And so somebody that, you know, really is close or wants to be close with their clients. And so that was the initial avatar, 40-year-old Greg, not the world's best, quote-unquote, estate planning attorney, not a, you know me, Ben, I'm a quick start. I'm not deep diving into things. And so I, when it comes to the technical prowess of an estate planner and, and the documents, you know, that's what software is for. And so, yes, but somebody that, that wants to impact lives in their chosen profession, chosen business is the law. 
And so it's kind of, it's, that's the avatar is that person that's looking for that solution. Hey guys, this is Ben. If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, not just the marketing and practice building strategies, but the philosophy of the art of living your best life parts, you should know that my son, Brian and I have built a tribe of like-minded lawyers who are living lives of their own design and creating tremendous value for the world within the structure of a law practice. We invite you to join us at the only membership organization for entrepreneurial lawyers that is run by two full-time practicing attorneys. Check us out at greatlegalmarketing.com. And then that person, Greg, coming out of the training and knowing you and, you know, getting what's inside of your head into their head, then what's the Delta? Like, what will they be able to do? charge, make, achieve for their clients that they can't do right now with their standard estate planning practice? At least triple the revenue. That's a start. Yeah. You know, I've got what I call my six pillars of financial advocacy, and I believe each one of the six pillars uh, could produce $100,000 of revenue, six figures of revenue to an existing practice simply by implementing the right one for them at that point in time. But the sky is the limit. You know, I've got a case I'm working on right now was an inheritance case that was going to be a $10,000 estate planning fee, but now it's $100,000 of everything else. And the the beauty of this is that the, the client's completely relieved knows now where she's going, had no idea where she was going before we got started. And the only out-of-pocket money for her is the $10,000 planning fee that she paid me up front. You know, you go to an estate planning client and say, I'd like a $100,000 fee to put together a plan. They're not going to be too excited to pay that. So So a guy like me who is not in your world, not in the estate planning world at all, how does a $10,000 potential fee for an estate plan, then grow or become a, a six figure total fee deal for the lawyer. It's because of the way that the insurance industry is set up through commission, as well as the financial advisory world that's set up through assets under management fees and those type of things. But you know, the core that I came to with the estate planner and the insurance investment kind of people is it really is all a relationship business. And because of the taint of the insurance world and the investment world, they got to spend a lot of money advertising to get a body in the door. Uh, and so the industry pays them based upon, they got to spend a lot of money advertising to get a body in the door. And so, you know, the core Greg, as an estate planner at 40 years old, and the um, insurance guy that has got good relations with the clients, you know, it is that client relationship. That's what we thrive off of, right? That's the core of a good estate planning practice, a good law practice. But the industry, again, is set up to pay a whole lot of money to try to go through a whole lot of people to get that one person. And as an estate planning lawyer, well, you're sitting across the table from that one person. Already, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. The industry has built in a lot of expense, as you said, for marketing, but the lawyer who is doing a great job of building a tribe of people who know him or her, trust them and like them, 
has already acquired the most valuable asset, which is the trust of a client. And then I can see this from the client side is, you know, the whole world as a person's wealth grows, you know, I find the world of taxes and finance and estate planning can be so overwhelming. It's like, I don't really want to schedule that colonoscopy because it's just really too hard. (laughs) But you're making it and your program is making it much easier. And at the end of the day, I think much better for the client because again, no more money out of their pocket. And yet they have this one trusted source that by the way, if they have questions going forward, they can come back to you know, not some mega corporation that sold them some insurance or annuity product or whatever it is, right? But they have, the, in, in our case, I think the local lawyer who they know trusted were referred to and now are referring their friends. So that's brilliant. Then this is how you are running your practice now. And so what is, I'm curious because I'm a marketing guy, is how is your marketing message either to the world to individuals or to your own referral sources. How has that changed? And are you separate? I imagine most estate planning lawyers, this is a long question, have referral sources that are financial planners, insurance guys, <laughs> wealth advisors, and you're kind of taking on that role, sounds like. So what's the marketing look like? And do you shed friends? Yeah. I mean, a lot of <laughs> So the, the short answer is, yeah, I shredded some friends early on because they, they don't have a growth mindset. Yeah. The industry doesn't promote a growth mindset by and large. So some referral opportunities that I had are no longer there. I mean, that's okay because, you know, using some of the core principles that, that you've trained me through GLM, Ben, you know, get the newsletter out and build and nurture your herd. You know, I get more business from that in terms of revenue than I ever would get as a lawyer through referrals. I mean, how many cookie cutter trust plans do you need to do for a hundred thousand bucks? Right. Uh, so, and, and, and it's all the additional work. Uh, so, you know, I've got a lot of marketing going on cause I'm still kind of the lab here from the finance side, as well as the law side. Uh, and so that always keeps me kind of running lean on the profit side because I'm always trying to test new things out. But if I just focused on what's happened on the legal side and the legal feeding service of, of old clients coming back, time to update their plans. And now they've realized that their guy, quote unquote, is just a dude at Fidelity that they meet with because their, their job tells them to meet with them. They get an hour off to do it. You just did a headline, the dude at, just the dude at Fidelity. That's a headline that will get someone's attention. (laughs) You know, the the estate plan attorney has, is in the unique position when somebody is coming in to have a true engagement for estate planning of seeing everything and saying, okay, so you want me to predict what your state's going to look like and what kind of tax consequences are going to be five, six years down the road. And this is the gobbledygook that we're working off of. Uh, you know, if your guy's doing a good job, then great. We've got something that we can work with. If your guy's not, then he, is he really your guy? And do we need to take a minute and have an independent analysis of everything done? So Greg, so I know that lots of lawyers listen to this podcast and uh, a lot of estate planning lawyers 
listen to this podcast. And so they're going to want to know, Hey, is, you know, is the well solutions that were, is it open? Is it running? Do you have a cohort of, of folks in it? And if so, how do I find out more information about it? So why don't you talk about a little bit about that and what the program actually like, you know, what's the investment of time and energy, I guess, into this new learning. Yeah, it is new. So we did a soft launch this year. I have a first couple of people that are going through the trainings with me to continue to build out the models that we're going to use, bringing my processes and my unique processes main and to WSN and to the individual attorneys. We're doing a, a, a true launch in the fall into a, a true cohort uh, starting in first quarter of 24. Uh, that's the, the targeting that we've got right now. Uh, and the way that it's being developed is we've got multiple levels of, of membership uh, from uh, just basic attorneys that want to know that there are these solutions out there for the problems that they're seeing. Maybe they don't necessarily want to get into the licensing and the enhanced revenues that are going to come out there, but they know that this is uh, a problem that they're seeing for the clients, uh, whether it's how do we handle the, the state taxes because our state has taxes? Uh, how do we handle the Medicaid stuff? You know, whether it's that end of it or even a younger client that they come to and they're sitting there and they've got, you know, credit card debt and student loan debt and a mortgage and what have you. And through WSN, the attorney can see, well, I can help these people get out of debt in four or five years as opposed to 30. Uh, so. That's kind of the training. So at one level, here are the, the tools, the solutions that you can provide. And then as we move up the food chain to licensing and those type of things, we offer support levels on that. And that's kind of all laid out at our website, wealthsolutionsnetwork.biz. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Look, so the one thing we know is that the world is constantly changing. And, and, and one thing I've seen, Greg, is, and you mentioned, I think, chat GPT and AI, you know, AI and legal. We're using it in our practice for a lot of different areas, actually, right now. But a lot of lawyers and a lot of estate planning lawyers are afraid, right? Because any sort of document production is at the very least going to be accelerated. The ability to produce documents are going to be accelerated. I think the ability to create plans to be accelerated. And so a lot of estate planning lawyers are, going to, are wondering, like, is there even going to be a job for me? In three years, we'll have some speakers at the Great Legal Marketing Summit this October who are speaking about AI, and I've asked them to come to speak. Like, what are you guys thinking about right now that we can't even, we lawyers can't even imagine, but you're working on and you believe may come to fruition in three to five years? And so one of our principles is like, be a forever learner. And it sounds to me like what Wealth Solutions Network is doing is giving uh, these lawyers an opportunity now, I think, to get ahead of the curve of being commoditized, which is a risk to every practice area, but it certainly is a risk to the estate planning practice area. I think as an outsider, the commoditization of the product, we, we've seen it for 10, 15 years with companies like LegalZoom and all. So I think anyone who's got an estate planning practice whether or not you think you're ready for this, you should at least be looking at what Greg is working on, thinking about, and has produced. Because I forgot you used some phrase to describe yourself, quick start. But you, 
but I'd worked with Greg for a number of years. He's very smart and very entrepreneurial. And as a guy that you can trust to lead you in the right directions. So Greg, why don't you give us the website again? www.wealthsolutionsnetwork.biz. And you can also reach me directly, greg at dandblaw.com. Yeah, we didn't talk too much. You, so you, you're in partnership. Your side of the practice is what we've just uh, spent 20 minutes or so talking about. You've got a partner who's in the personal injury and I think the vaccine injury space. And so you've got the law practice that many great legal marketing members have. I call it mom, pa, running a practice, not spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on advertising and marketing, but really building up a tribe of people who know you, trust you, and will refer. And you've built, you and your partner have built something pretty cool up there in Dublin, Ohio. Greg, thanks for spending some time with me on the, on the podcast today. Really appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Ben. Take care. If you like what you just heard on the Renegade Lawyer podcast, you may be a perfect fit for the great legal marketing community. Law firm owners across the country are becoming heroes to their families and icons in their communities. They've gone renegade by rejecting the status quo of the legal profession so they can deliver high-quality legal services coupled with top-notch customer service to clients who pay, stay, and refer. Learn more at greatlegalmarketing.com. That's greatlegalmarketing.com.